Hey guys, welcome to Pauhana. This is a starving bunch of podcasters. I'm the other guy. It's, it's lunchtime for us. We're we're having a bite. It's Pauhana. Yeah. So we haven't done this in a long, long, long time. We haven't done a food podcast in a while. Mm-hmm. Where I get to torment your taste buds with something. The first one we we did was the Waparito. Oh, yeah, the weird stuff from Burger King. Paparito is delicious. And, and the weird we, Cheeto chicken fingers and stuff. Did we do the mac and cheese balls? Oh, we did hot dogs. Burger King was the first to say, we're doing hot dogs again. Yeah. Like, all right. Which they subsequently took off the menu, right? Yeah, because nobody ordered <laughs> Who wants nobody to order a $3 them. hot dog from from Burger King? You go to Costco, you can get that. You can get a, basically a better hot dog for a buck fifty. But they got rid of the Polish dog. I don't know why they did that. Because they both cost the same, I think. Mm-hmm. I think after that, the next one we did was... We did the chicken McNuggets and the Szechuan sauce with the different sauces. So all the sauces, yeah. Yeah, we did all the sauces. We ventured on the bazaar and we did crickets. That was weird, but it was a something. So I figured I'd bring it back, back home. And we're back at Burger King. Mm-hmm. And what I brought to for you today to try... Is the Impossible Whopper. So we have uh, Burger King is one of the first fast food guys to go nationwide with Impossible Meat. Do you know what that is? Basically, it's a plant-based burger replacement. But it contains like some sort of beet juice or something that makes it bleed. Yeah, it's like something that that mimics hemoglobin or something. Yeah. So when you cook it, it looks red, but when you cook it, it turns brown. It's a plant-based protein that mimics meat. So... What I figured today is that I bought two meals, Impossible Whopper meal, and I bought a regular Whopper meal. We're going to try it side by side, and then we're going to compare. Are you a Whopper fan? Um, Burger King is very expensive in Hawaii because because when I traveled to Vegas and I had my first meal, I ate like a Whopper Junior meal for like five ninety nine. It was cheap. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is Impossible Whopper. Ten, right? It's like seven bucks for the sandwich and ten bucks for the meal. Oh. How much is it for the Whopper meal? It's like seven bucks. So it's three dollars more. Right off the bat, though, this thing looks bigger. I don't know if it's because they're trying to make it look prettier or something like that. Because because basically the regular Whopper looks like shit. Take a look at it side by side here. You take a look. It's like that actually looks more like the commercial than this. I'm sure. Well, they're trying to package it so it looks a little nicer. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one half here and I'll put. So what shall we try first, sir? So we just do the the um. What they call it, the the base <laughs> and the regular Whopper. Okay, yeah. So this one was the regular burger. Right? You can tell, yeah, you can tell it's a little mushed. And um, before the before we started our podcast, I was just explaining. I just told you, it's like I realized that I haven't eaten in almost twenty four hours. Is there a reason for that? No, just by accident, pure accident. Well, I was like, I was busy, and then I was like, next thing you know, I was up late, and I was, and it was like midnight or one one a.m. I'm like, I didn't eat anything, and I don't want to eat anything now. You didn't go out or anything? I didn't go out. I just got caught up in doing stuff. And then I had to go to work this morning. I thought I could pick up something to eat, but, like, I got... They called and, like, they got there earlier than expected, so I ended up, like, going straight to work. Anything you see so far that's interesting? Looks like they just put more lettuce into the Impossible Burger. <laughs> oh, really? That's what it feels like. Does the patty look... Does the patty look the same? I do like a Whopper, though. I think it's one of my, my more favorite... Fast food burgers, like standard burgers. Oh, the flame broiledness and 
Just a combination, and plus with the combination of like <clears throat> with their pickles, lettuce, and and tomato. Mm. They take a little more care with the burger. It feels like, of course, there's like you know the quarter pounder that doesn't have well vegetables the, in it and stuff. Yeah, I mean their quarter pound, like a McDonald's quarter pounder. Even when they have lettuce or something, it's just chopped or diced. This is a beefy, beefy patty, right? Yeah, I mean you can taste the beef, and it's not overloaded on the condiments. I mean it's a little heavy on the mayo, but like. Like on a McDonald's, it's like they just go nuts with the ketchup and mustard. We're trying to cover up soy flat protein. <laughs> Maybe we've, we've been eating Impossible Burgers all this time and we didn't even know it. Well, you've always heard the rumor about the tacos from Taco Bell that they they said in theory it's a soy based protein inside the. Yeah, it's a mixture or something. It's a yeah, lot. So it's, it's more filler than yeah than, than meat. meat or whatever. So we're not wrong. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's try it. You don't have the burger flavor, the meatiness of it. It's not as it's not the beefiness. It's a different taste. Texture good, similar text, very similar texture. Right? Mm-hmm. The taste is stronger, but it's not a stronger, beefier taste. It's I think it's an aroma. It has a smell. Not greasy. Well, there is no mm-hmm. fat, right? Yeah. So there's not that greasiness to it. So it feels cleaner. Texture texture is close though. Like it, it doesn't. Like I don't know if you've eaten. Like Boca Burgers and you know, like all those the tempeh and all that kind of stuff. So with those, a lot of times they're made with you know, like sunflower, soy, soy, yeah. So a lot of tofu based, yeah. So so the texture is different, like mm-hmm. so much different, and like it has nuts in it, so it tastes like sunflower seeds or it well, tastes like with those with those things. I mean, they're pretty much say. I mean, they're they're not trying to imitate meat to begin with. They're just doing. They're just replacing the patty with a different patty. If somebody gave you this burger without telling you it's an impossible burger, would you would you say it's like something you would you notice as like something's funky with this thing? I don't think you'd think it's something funky, but you'd say that there's a lack of beef flavor. It feels the same, looks the same. It it tastes more McDonald's than 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 than, um than uh Burger King, right? It's hot it's almost hollow. Like in terms of the like a beefy flavor or something, it just yeah. Like texturally, it tastes. I mean, it feels very similar. It weighs similarly, but when it comes to taste, and you, you you know you eat the the regular Whopper, you're like oh. Okay, so let's 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 calibrate the scale here. Let's do a one to ten on the scale for just a normal Whopper. In terms of looks, nearly identical. Right, looks, um, texture. Well, just for the regular Whopper for now. Oh, like the first Whopper. Oh, the well. You know, like this is for like our that's our guiding scale. So like we'll calibrate based on like what we judge the first Whopper to be on a on a scale of one to ten. So the Whopper is always a pretty sandwich, right? When done correctly, it tastes good. Has all the fixings. It's nice size. Like the Whopper is pretty sizable versus the Whopper Junior. I give um, it like a six or seven or something. Probably in terms of fast food hamburgers, probably like a seven. Yeah, like a very solid score. Good looking, tastes good. Like you said, the flame grilling always helps, adds yeah. to it. You pretty much, like when you order a Whopper, you, you're you hardly disappointed. You, you only you only feel light in the pocketbook, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh crap, $6 for a burger, you're like... Compare that to the Impossible <clears throat> Whopper. So as I was saying before, looks, everything, same. Perfectly the same. It, when it comes to taste, though, because it's hollow, you know, you probably got to ding it a couple of points. So you drop it to a five? Yeah. Five and a half. We'll go five and a half. Because 
Well, it's interesting conceptually, right? Because a person that will eat the Impossible Burger is probably somebody who is coming from meat. So it's not a vegetarian wanting an Impossible Burger because of I think Burger King already does sell a non-beef patty, right? Yeah, they, they do like a tempeh. They do a like, they yeah, do a veggie burger. A, ver- a veggie burger. So a vegetarian would eat that burger. They wouldn't go toward the Impossible Burger. So. I think it's like people transitioning into a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet that they would not a strict vegan diet. It would be more vegetarian. A vegan diet wouldn't have the mayonnaise in it either. So, plus, what I was I was told is like it's not the burger is not considered vegan or vegetarian because it's cooked on the same vessel as with oh. all the beef too. So okay, so See, I don't know if they're using tallow. You know what I mean? Like if they're using. Vegan oils too. I mean, it's probably cooked within the same fat. Or so that would be the trick too. If you can impart the beef fat flavor into the Impossible Burger, maybe it gets a little closer to the real thing. Mm-hmm. But for now, it, it's just it's missing the flavor profile of beef, the beefiness of beef. If you say it's like a five out of ten, five and a half, or five and <laughs> a half out of ten, I would say I hate it. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I hate it. It's just. I think if, if I want to eat a hamburger, I want it to taste like a hamburger, not like a textured protein like yeah. substance. Like I'll kill this burger in like no time soon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so like it's a so five and a half. Like if based off of your ranking, if it's five and a half, mm-hmm. I would rank that alongside McDonald's Big Mac. Yeah, or like a beef burrito at at, <laughs> at Taco Bell. It's hard to find a comp for. McDonald's because the Whopper is Burger King's flagship main burger, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to compare it to, like, the other main burgers. Well, see, the main burger for McDonald's would probably be the Quarter Pounder, which lacks the vegetables and all that stuff. When you go to the upgraded, like, the premium burger now, that's when they add the lettuce, the tomatoes, the onions. Well, actually, I I I would compare this to the the Quarter Pounder... Before they did, they they made that switch to fresh beef. Like when they used the frozen beef, it was pretty flat. Because I know, like for me, like the third pound burgers are pretty pretty good. Oh yeah, like the mushroom Swiss. Those are strong burgers, but that's but like premium versus this is the base. The Whopper is their base. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you had their quarter pounder after they switched to like fresh beef and? Actually, no. I usually just get the McDouble because it's cheaper. Because, like, when they did, they actually, it is a noticeable taste. It's like, you can taste, like... Beef. Like a beefier beef. Yeah, you can actually taste the beef. Before, yeah. it was just frozen patty, like, maize freaking burger, cookie cutter burger, right? But do you like, like, Wendy's stuff? Their their thing is never fresh, frozen, right? Yeah, fresh beef. And they always add vegetables to their... Yeah. I like their base burgers. Because I never, I never get, like, their Baconator or anything. I usually get that four for five dollar... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like the double stack or the junior, the junior, junior bacon, bacon cheese. Yeah, those taste pretty good. Yeah, their low end burgers are actually really good. But but why these used to be considered expensive, right? Their prices kind of came down. Either that or Burger King's prices came up. <laughs> well, Burger King's been expensive, and plus they're it feels like they're downsizing mm-hmm. in Hawaii. For seven bucks, probably won't buy it. Because it's seven dollars if you're wanting a burger. You're not going to get a burger, for per se. If you're saying, I want to eat a hamburger, you're not going to get the Impossible Burger. 
Mm-hmm. I guess I could, so you're trying to hit a specific demographic, I guess, right? Who wants to eat healthier? Because I don't, I don't know the different um, calorie counts for the two, right? Because that could be fat and cholesterol are probably a big difference, though. So like you'll get, you won't get the, um, you won't get as much cholesterol off the, off the impossible. Yeah. So if, if you're saying you need to stay within caloric restrictions or something, maybe this is your alternative, right? You're yeah. gonna pay more for it, but if you want a burger. You're not getting a burger with this at night. An imitation, but not a replacement. But definitely a much improved step up yeah. from what we've seen in the past. Tofu. Yeah. <laughs> Tofu, tempeh, yeah, all those burgers that just, they're like just nut patties or whatever. <laughs> like they weren't, they weren't even burger, you know. Like the, like I said, the texture is, is solid. It's, and when they say like if you undercook it a little bit and it's a little pink inside, it, almost bleeds that's always a weird concept too but when we saw over here i mean they're they're cooked through 100 percent, right i didn't see any yeah i don't think they'll, yeah. i don't think they'll let you do that again we're eating it side by side with the authentic real thing mm-hmm. if we didn't have that it could have fooled us you could fool some people you, yeah. you would probably i would think it would fool most people it might fool like a vegan if if it's not cooked on the same grill and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, all staying within their guidelines, of course, but texturally, whatever, right? I mean, they would be like, well, I'm not going to eat that because well, it's, it, it's a burger. You're like, no, it's, it's an impossible burger. I was thinking it's like you could fool a person whose, like, dietary thing is they're, they're a, a McDonald's person who lives off McDoubles and <laughs> cheeseburgers or whatever. Mm. Like, low-end, the mm-hmm. low-end burgers, yeah. right? And basically it's because they don't know better, right? Yeah. But it's hard because you're paying a premium for this sandwich, right? I mean, I think it's an interesting step forward because, you know, there's all this, the the talk about overpopulation and then, like, we're going to have to find, eventually we're going to have to find alternate food sources. And, of course, plant-based is always a, an option. Yeah. Because it's, I guess, well, you know, they always talk about leaving, like, like a carbon footprint or whatever like that like growing food from plants is less impactful on yeah. the environment compared to uh, animals yeah so and you can see like when we go into the market like when you try to buy a steak or some ground beef the prices are just getting more and more expensive right like mm-hmm. a ribeye costs like 10 bucks a pound now mm-hmm. or 11 bucks a pound burger like hamburger just ground up hamburger is like like the regular twenty percent fat is like five to six bucks a pound, mm. and we're talking about like okay, this burger is like seven bucks. <laughs> but you know the way the way prices go up for meat and stuff like that, eventually is like the prices might the scales might tip in the other way. And like this is new technology. Of course, if it's new technology, it's always more expensive. People are going to keep finding ways to find more efficient, more efficient ways to produce and grow yeah. and. And well, once off. the technology is shared, right, people can make it make it possibly for cheaper, different mm-hmm. types of ingredients, or yeah. they can bastardize the process, yeah. too. So. so, my question Cause, is... Because in theory, they could even do a half and half, right? Mm-hmm. You'd reduce... You could put meat and, you know, like with our ethanol gas, right? There's like the mm-hmm. 90-10 ethanol and whatever. So, in theory, you can, you can stretch out the beef and <laughs> integrate, you know, the Impossible Burger with it, right? So, that's... You go to a, like a go to a burger joint. And it's like, can I get a can I get a cheeseburger 
10% impossible? <laughs> do you yeah. want the 10% impossible or do you want the 50-50? <laughs> but currently in this atmosphere, that would make a more expensive burger than a cheaper burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like in, in the future, future yeah. you'd, you'd think maybe like if you get a 50-50, you know, one one impossible or half impossible, whatever. So it's <laughs> two thirds the price versus full price. Or and it's like, oh, it's my birthday today, so I'm going hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going to go hundred percent all beef. Because <laughs> I mean, you got to think. I mean, when we eat hamburgers, I mean, it's twenty percent fat, ten percent fat. It's the garbage trash of the of the animal of the cow, right? So replacing that with a leaner protein, you know, the impossible protein. Would make a healthier burger. Well, the issue would be like you'd probably anything you're keeping from the hamburger, you're probably just gonna keep the fat. Yeah, you would just in, integrate this as the protein and then keep the fat, so the flavor could integrate, right? So just gotta. It's gonna be interesting in the future because when when this becomes more mainstream, mainstream, yeah. you're gonna see like cooking shows or something. It's like we're gonna take this impossible meat and we're gonna mix it up with some. Uh, Ten percent beef fat or Cause, whatever. Because now, you, now that in, that interests me. Because like, what would it taste like? Right? Would mm. it taste bad? Would it taste good? You know, is the fifty percent meat gonna make it taste hundred percent beefy now? Right? Because or is it just gonna be like this tastes really bland? Right? I mean, like taking away the health the health reasons mm. for for eating this or whatever. Imagine getting like an ultimate cheeseburger. With impossible, like an ultimate impossible cheeseburger or something. Like that. Well, no, but you got okay. That that's that's a good one too. Because right back in the day, they had the Colossus, right, at yeah. Jack in the Box, and that bitch was probably about three thousand calories. <laughs> so if you can get rid of a thousand calories by using the Impossible Burger, I would possibly eat it because it makes it much less greasy. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you get you get the full flavor of bacon and. You get the and vehicle, cheese. you get the bacon and cheese, but you get a burger that's... <laughs> that's not going to kill you. Yeah. So, <laughs> maybe, maybe we're on to something. That like, we can hybridize the two, right? So you can kind of cut down... But it's but again, so if we did that, the burger would be more expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, now it is. Yeah, yeah, so this being G1 of this, right? Your first yeah. generation, it'll be more expensive, but as... I think, so, like you said, if less cows, whatever, you got to stretch out. So what you're saying is that you'll eat it in the, in, like, in the future, you'll eat it. I mean, cost wasn't an issue. Yeah, I mean, if, if beef becomes cost prohibitive, as we've seen, I don't know if you've seen, like, Korean restaurants recently? No. Like, Big Bone Kalbi? Yeah. You go to, like, Young's Kalbi, or you go to Kimchi, Kimchi 7 in Pro City, the plate's, yeah. like, 30, 40 bucks. What? I was like, this is not fine dining. This is big bone call B. <laughs> yeah, it's like 50% bone. Yeah, and they're charging like a ribeye price. Like, you, let's go to highs. No, I want to eat a kimchi three, <laughs> big bone call B, where I only eat like 10% meat and I suck on the bone. That's yeah, the- I mean, yeah. This, and it's funny because like short rib is actually considered like a shit cut because it's a, it's basically 70, it's 50% bone. And 75% gristle. Yeah. Fat and tendons and gristle and there's like with just a small strip of beef. Okay. I mean, a lot of flavor. Definitely lots of flavor, but in terms of like eatable. (laughs) In terms of prime cut. Yeah. It's not a, it's a, it's a throwaway cut. Well, like, but in Hawaii, I mean, like we, you know, you talk about kind of shortages or whatever. That's, that's always in high demand. Oxtail, oxtail soup. I mean. You go like to Vegas or whatever, you can buy it for cheap. 
and they might even give away the oxtails to you. But down just, here, you just hang out in the behind the butcher, and yeah. then they'll they'll toss it to you as they yeah. chuck it out the back. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't do anything with oxtails, so it, it's become a prime cut now, right? In in Hawaii, high end restaurants, right, kind of like using these kind of off cuts, right, to kind of make it flavorful, braises and all this kind of stuff. So. You know, it's hard to find value anymore, right? Because yeah. sometimes you'd be, oh, find a value cut, you know, you know, like the pork butt, right? So you cook it for a long time, make stews or whatever. But now you're almost paying full face value versus, like you said, a ribeye, right? Like, or a hamburger is like 10 bucks. and Like at the supermarket and then there, there's actually a, a trade in, and it's just called stew meat. It's basically just end cut beefs, right? Where there's like what the butcher has it. Like when the butcher is trimming his stuff, mm. all that all that crap gets chopped up and then thrown into this tray to me, and they're still charging like four bucks a pound mm. at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at this as like this thing is nothing but gristle. It's yeah. just nothing but chopped up garbage. Yeah, stuff that they probably would just chuck into the hamburger mix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's like, no, 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 that's not grinded because we can sell it. Yeah, can somebody's going to buy it, yeah. Yeah, we're going to sell it for more money. It'll, co- it'll, it'll, it'll be like more. I think it, this is good for the first generation. And do I, you see this, I mean, but do you see this as a viable future alternative or a future source of basically feeding the world? Only if it's cheaper. Well. If it's, if it's more expensive, the answer is no. Right? Because why would people want to get a lesser grade meat substitute when you can pay less for the actual thing, right? Well, so, yeah. so if the meat exceeds this, okay, now we go back to the alternative, but if this will always be more expensive than meat, then... I think, yeah, I think the question would probably be, like, the the cost is probably in the processing, because mm-hmm. I would think it would, um, it'll cost... It would be a lot cheaper to grow the plants than raise the cows, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to need, like, for cows, you need a lot of land. Like, a like lot. Ten to, like, 10 to 1, right, to plants to... Something like that, right? The amount of energy it takes to... Produce. Produce a cow versus... Producing plants. Plant. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just the getting the getting the plants from the ground and then turning it into yeah. the impossible meat. Mm-hmm. It's just that process will need to be streamlined or made cheaper. And I'm guessing it'll probably happen. I mean, like, that kind of stuff usually happens when you start getting into mass production. Mm. Well, when when it becomes more mainstream, right? So there's that textured vegetable protein, like TFP or whatever. It tastes gross. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever eaten it, but it's like, comes frozen and looks like little hard pellets, right? Oh, really? And then you have to... Add water, then you can cook it, but then it does not taste like meat. It tastes like styrofoam garbage trash. Mm. You sure that wasn't quinoa? No. <laughs> quinoa is delicious, dude. But <laughs> it is delicious, but you got like artichoke hearts. Uh, well, yeah. This <laughs> by of, itself, it tastes like ass. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure the how it's produced, but maybe like the startup costs are the, what's expensive now. So, once they kind of push through the startups, mm. then they can start making it. A lower price margin and 
but big... it, but as a G one, good start. You're you're ahead of the game in terms of what they've tried to replace things that you know, like the tofurkey and all that kind of garbage trash that doesn't taste like turkey, doesn't taste like bacon, it tastes like trash. And that's how we got a lot of our stuff. Is like, that's how like everything became soy based, right? Mm-hmm. Was that push towards that was the big like when tofu became mainstream. That was. That was like, oh, this is the meat replacement that we've been waiting for, right? See, but they're always talking about the side effects, right, of soy. Oh, the estrogen and, estrogen and cancer, whatever. Was it yeah. cancer? Well, it's the estrogen leading to cancer yeah, type, yeah. you know. Well, everything leads to cancer. Yeah. Factual statement. Yeah, <clears throat> true. Unfortunately. Yeah. So this is, I say, like, taste-wise is a gigantic leap past... Like the tofu, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the tofu, the super blandness of tofu, or just uh, tech, yeah, the to- tofu or soy, yeah, uh, alternatives, yeah, light years ahead. Production costs kind of expensive for now. If you douse this sucker with bacon and cheese, you would not know the difference. <laughs> like really, you know what I mean? Like that. So the big challenge is, is like we need to find the next bacon. Oh, that's that's rough, my friend. Uh, yeah, that is a that is a mighty that's a mighty undertaking. You could never replace bacon. <laughs> it's fat. It's like fat. Less fat. Believe me. Like two <laughs> levels of fat. And, you know, how can you do that? You can't do that. I don't know. It's, it's cool though. I mean, like I, I, well, like when I first when I first heard it on the radio about this, the Impossible Whopper going mm. hitting all stores uh, this past Thursday. Only this recently. Yeah. So it was, it was in, it was in kind of like. You know, kind of like a a soft open, mm-hmm. so they only had like certain only certain restaurant, uh, certain of their their chains distributing. Because I think I've had the Beyond Burger, right? I've never I th- tried. I think that was a non beef patty. Not like this though. Not this impossible. No, but it was called like the Beyond Burger. So it was it was expensive and it was non meat, but it wasn't the Impossible Burger. So I think this is the. Mainstream online, yeah. so I think the impo- the Beyond Burger was a little different. Yeah, but for in terms of Burger King, they had it, they had it at a exclu- a few exclusive uh, locations, and then they they announced rollout for all their their all their all their chains. I wonder if, if McDonald's is gonna have a competitor to it. I'm kind of curious about it because, like, I even talked to the when I was going through the um, the drive-through. Mm-hmm. I was like, I asked the asked the girl there, it's like, how are they moving? Yeah, how is it moving? She says not so much, but she says <laughs> like it's only because it's been it's only they only days. got it this past like two days ago, literally two days uh, ago. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter two days ago because if if uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, McDonald's have Beanie Babies that go out of like. <laughs> Within a day, right? But the thing is, that, have you ever have you even seen the commer- like seen commercials for this? I I know I've known about it. I mean, maybe it's due due to the internet and stuff, but I've heard of the Impossible but, Burger. Yeah, so. but it's not a. I haven't seen a. I haven't actually seen a a Burger King ad. True, but I don't. Well, do you see Burger King ads in general? I mean, here and there. They're not like a big hitter, you know. Uh, well, I mean, like whenever they show up, is like it's. It catches your attention because that creepy fucking king face, right? That nightmare fuel. Kenny Works brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like yeah. when that dude comes creeping up, it's like you you notice. Know I mean, like your anxiety <laughs> goes up and like the yeah. trauma. You can feel the trauma starting to to, to sink in. 
All he needs is a red balloon and he'll the fuck out from this point on. Well, that that was that... Oh, God. There was that one commercial with a breakfast commercial Hmm. for Burger King, and it did that. It was like there was no talking. The guy woke up, and then he sees the freaking king right there with his... The the creepy-ass face, and Hmm. it's like... And it's... The guy's like... The guy's like... (laughs) Deer in headlights like what the fuck do you want and he, he turns and he, he grabs his little sandwich and he kind of gives him the sandwich which, is like, which makes it even look even more creepier <laughs> and then he's like he's like patting him on the shoulder like you want me to eat this before you rape me? <laughs> am, I chained, am I chained to this bed? Is that your kink? <laughs> I mean their commercials are memorable not for the right reasons mm. but it's it's like when I when there's a commercial with that dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. I tend to recall. <laughs> it's true. I think all the others, all the other major fast food guys are kind of in a hole. Like they're probably just sitting and watching and seeing if if it sinks or swims. Maybe, yeah, you know. sinks or swims. But the other issue is you're not going to a fast food thing looking for health food too, right? I know McDonald's has been trying to shake the whole because of the. Ever since that Super Size Me documentary came uh, came out, it's like they've been always trying to shed that shed that persona, right? That was almost advertising, right? It was it was a blip on the radar. I thought uh, I, I don't know. It was like ever since that when that came out, they changed like a lot of stuff. They changed, right? So like, oh, for our Happy Meals, we're offering a healthy alternative. It's like instead of your French fries, we give you apple slices and. Mm. You know, you get milk instead of soda. Every friggin' item shows how many calories it's it is. True, but people are still going in droves. And right? what they call it is like, oh, we have salad shakers now. Remember that crap? Those are gone because I used to love salad shakers. Because I used to eat a Caesar salad shaker. I used to eat those for lunch in massage school. Milk and you cup. just put your thing in it, shake it, and then eat it. It's delicious. It's only like a couple bucks. Yeah. They should do that. They should make it more portable because the salads are kind of big. Put in a tortilla. <laughs> you know, chicken wrap. So, like, when it comes to, like, I think when it comes to ingenuity and stuff like that, it seems like Burger King's the ones that's taking the risk. They did that Whopper burrito. They did the hot dogs. They're doing this this Impossible Burger. They, they've started, well, they've started to sell tacos. I'm, I I did see I that, that commercial. The well, hard yeah, crispy yeah. taco, but that's... But that's a, that was a jack-in-the-box thing. Yeah, for, that's a like, jack-in-the-box trope. But jack-in-the-box, to me, has been ahead of the curve when it came to appetizers. You know, they do panko, onion rings, egg rolls, stuffed jalapenos. Yeah. I remember raviolis. I don't know. Did you remember the, the toasted raviolis? Or is this my alternate reality world? Was it was it jack-in-the-box? Yeah. They, I think they used to have, like, cheese sticks, too, right? For a minute. Yeah, they had cheese, cheese stick ma- yeah. and with marinara with yeah. chicken sauce. So they were always ahead of the curve when it came to apps. But when it comes to like ingenuity and stuff like that, I think like Burger King has been kind of testing the waters with that kind of stuff, like creating Frankensteining foods more like uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell's pretty crazy. The Doritos Tacos Locos. That's Taco some Bell, good shit right there. Taco Bell is <laughs> like I listen to this radio show. It's like Taco Bell is basically they're saying it's like. Basically, they sit in front of their station and they have like six different ingredients. Their menu is basically how many ways can we take these six ingredients and then package it into a thing. So I don't know if it's in ingenuity or just plain creativity of with 
just whatever your whatever things you have. Naked chicken chalupa. That's some new shit right there, yeah, man. But it's like a chalupa is like, well, we have we put we put meat and vegetables and sour cream and cheese in in a thing. It's like, what are we gonna do? Let's change the thing that we wrap it in. What do we have? Tortillas are like, use a chicken. <laughs> they had the double. Do you remember the double down from KFC? Oh God, I tried that. I tried that on a. I tried that out of out of curiosity. I mean that that probably shortened your life by about a year or two, but it was probably delicious, right? Yeah. It was, it was basically is it was basically a cheap chicken cordon bleu that they're gonna make you eat with your hands. Mm. But it was delicious. I don't, I don't know. know. It sounds good in theory. In theory, it sounded good, but it was like basically you wanted something else besides chicken and cheese and meat. Did you want vegetable in that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you know when everybody says like there's too much of a good thing. It's like that was kind of a little bit of a too much of a good thing. Mm. Cause like and cause I mean you know those those KFC like the original the original breading. Mm-hmm. They're whatever. How many spices? Eleven. Eleven herbs and spices. No. That breading is super thick mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's super salty. We'll see, but they're getting rid of the bun for us, right? They're I know, but it's like, yeah, so it's like, that's the bun. It's like, you needed something to kind of pull, you know, kind of, kind of deaden at least, or just kind of pull, pull away a little bit from the, mm. the over spiciness. Not heat spicy, but just salt flavors, and spice. Yeah. It's like, but. I feel like I just needed to just go outside and just lick a, you know, lick a block of salt or something. Well, I think Burger King has to be more, has to have some ingenuity because they're more expensive. They're more expensive. So they have to find their value. So they they find cheaper things or alternatives to make things a little cheaper. I guess. I I mean, I think it's because they're not as cheap as McDonald's. Mm. Their menu is not as uh, vast as as, um, Jack in a Box. No. And, And I guess, I don't know. And Wendy's is kind of a long way behind those three guys. Wendy's kind of st- has stayed the course. Yeah. Right? They I mean, they, they're, they're, they weren't, they weren't tr- thinking to change lanes at all. They're just like, no. we like where we are. We're not going to... Because they're probably entrenched number three, right? Or four. Would you put Burger King in front of Wendy's? Well, you got to think McDonald's. you got to think Jack in a Box is number three. I don't think Jack in a Box is two in terms of so, I think, so, so Burger King would be two? Yeah. Okay. McDonald's one, Burger King two. And then Taco Bell is a different entity, right? So. I was going to ask you to, like, because this, that was one of the things I was going to ask today is, like, like rank our, rank the, let's do the top five fast food, our top five fast food places. Oh. Well, it's hard when we don't have a couple of them here, though, right? Well, I mean, like, like this the, is this is like, well we we get like just basically the nation, the generic nation. Mm. But we're not getting we didn't get the Chick Fil A and Chipotle right so. Yeah. But it probably like McDonald's is king above all. Yes, in terms of purely objective, McDonald's rules them all right. That's mm. McDonald's is not necessarily my favorite, but breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's hard to argue. You can't find something you want to eat at McDonald's, especially in Hawaii. Yeah, you know, like our when they have the Portuguese sausage eggs and or Portuguese sausage spam eggs and rice deluxe, I'll freaking eat that 
for every meal. I love that shit. So, you know, when you have that here, because I don't, they don't have a comp on the mainland. They have the no. big breakfast, I think, on the mainland. Yeah, the but, big breakfast, which is the hot cake. Yeah, hot cake and then rice the is not. A, yeah, yeah, rice is not a rice is not an option on the. So I, for me, we we're lucky that we get. We get that because that that supersedes a lot of things for me. Did I tell you when I was in Japan that there's a like when we went to the McDonald's their uh, breakfast menu that's something called the mega the mega McMuffin. I think you heard. I think I you told me something about it. It's basically just like <laughs> what what would you call it the coloss like the colossus mm. for for Jack in the Box. Yeah. This is like if they decided to make a colossus out of. McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. So it was like two sausage patties, the cracked fresh fried egg, the Canadian bacon, the slice of cheese on the toasted, you know, what's that? The toasted bun, toasted whatever they call it, bacon. Not bacon. Oh, the English muffin. The toasted English muffin. Mm. But they put ketchup on it. You would need a little bit of sauce or something to kind of... Butter would be excessive. I think excessive left the park. (laughs) Super overkill. So the ketchup at least feels like a vegetable at that point. At least it's tomato-based. Because none of of the breakfast sandwiches have ketchup. No, you put your own ketchup. If you wanted it, yeah. Because for us, I mean, I always get the sausage McMuffin, right? It's just sausage, cheese, and a bread. Not the egg McMuffin, because that's Canadian bacon and egg. Yeah. McDonald's always wins out. So number two, would you would put... I always thought... I would think Jack in a Box would have been number two. Are we going general or are we going personal? Well, we could do both. I would say Burger King's number two. Because it's just... That's the direct competitor to Jack in... Or to McDonald's, right? Mm. But for me personally, Taco Bell. I uh, love Taco Bell. Oh, did you try that Carolina Reaper... Nacho fries or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I heard it wasn't super hot though. It wasn't super hot, but it was good. Oh, it, uh, I guess it takes it takes a lick from like my friends will call it. There's there's a something called a California burrito. So it's basically they put the French fries in the burrito with grilled steak and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So it's basically an all-in-one. That sounds very. Yeah, dope. that was the last thing I ate before I came here. The Reaper thing. It was good. Yeah, I actually ended up putting, but I ended up putting more hot sauce on it. Taco Bell is always. With its fake beef. Fake beef, but at least they put it in vegetables. You can, at least there's... To hide it. <laughs> you, get your, you get your four basic food group situation going, right? With the cheese, dairy, you know, meat, yeah. you vegetables. Get all your you get all your minerals, too, with all that sand in there. Yeah. Your hepatitis <laughs> B sometimes. No, but it almost feels healthy in this weird sort of way. Because... What's well, the home of the taco salad, right? The deep fried <laughs> shell. <yeah. laughs> no, but it, it and feels... And of sour cream yeah. and cheese. Yeah, but it's, it feels healthy. Like, Down it's not ranch. real healthy, but it feels healthy. <laughs> you know, like, like we are saying, McDonald's doesn't put vegetables into their burgers unless they're special burgers, right? Yeah. That's why Taco Bell feels, feels healthy. It's well, that's why, like, when you eat McDonald's stuff, it's like... The only thing that has vegetables is, like you said, their their signature, their their premium yeah. burgers or the McChicken. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. It has like the shredded iceberg lettuce and a, and a shit ton of, of mayo. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like it's just a large chicken McNugget <laughs> with mayonnaise. Yeah, like part of me wants to see like how many of those nuggets could I eat? Oh, could I eat six of these McNugget patties right instead of 
six chicken McNuggets were like this big. It'd be well, like, they kind of remind me of the. Remember the. Remember those little chicken sandwiches that KFC used to make. The chicken littles or whatever. Whatever they called it. Mm. It's basically it looks like it looks like the ones that didn't like weren't big enough to be counted as a piece of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of they just kind of like. Put it in a bun and stick a pickle in it, and then just like and then we can sell it. Charge it. We can yeah. sell it for two bucks. KFC is expensive too. Oh yeah, KFC or Popeyes? I like Popeyes, and you oh, know what? Hands down, you, you, you're not raising canes. Overrated. Oh, you went? I didn't go. We I did this thing at Iolani where one of our one of our friends catered. Oh, so you catered raising canes? So they brought in raising canes, so they got the chicken is strips. It a, is it the sauce, or is it the chicken tenders that was good? The Texas toast? Ooh, bread. <laughs> yeah. Because how how much better can a chicken tender be? That's what I that's what I was saying. I mean, that's what I'm asking. I mean, the, the sauce, it was like this cane sauce. Well, I mean, like, that's what it is. It's like, that's why I'm like, I, I literally live across the street you see from it's it. crowded as shit, right? Yeah, and lines out the door, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking... It's got to be the sauce, right? No, it's the millennials. When they're little kids, mommy and daddy got the chicken like, tenders. It's like, the, it's, the, it's like when I go to, like, it's like when I go to the steak teppanyaki kind of places or something. The guy's doing the, the cutting up the meat and flipping shit and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's better quality beef, but, like, they're frying the, they're literally frying the steak. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, but it's not that. It's like. They make these like the sesame sauce thing mm, and ponzu, ponzu yeah. blah, blah, and those are delicious because like this is the only place where you actually take your steak and you have to dip it in the sauce yeah. to make it taste good. Yeah, because you're you're spending a shit ton at those teppanyaki places. Like, oh, yeah, eighty to a hundred bucks for like steak that you dip into a sauce is like that you fry on a that you fry on a skillet. Yeah. Raising canes, overrated. I'm just saying. Well, that's what I thought. Maybe because. We had it sit there for a while, but I wasn't feeling Still, it. Still, though. I mean, like, overhyped, right? Very much so. Even if it was good, I mean, how good can a chicken I, tender be? I don't know. I, I don't know what would change my mind to be like, this is the greatest chicken tender ever. In the meantime, around the corner, same building, around the corner, Jersey Mike's empty. You like Jersey Mike's? I do like Jersey Mike's. It's expensive as hell, I know. But it's... One of the better sandwiches I've had on this island. Like, people don't know a good sandwich. Well, we have Subway, Blimpies, and Jersey Mike's. Right? Uh, I rest my case. Because <laughs> Quiznos, Quiznos is gone, yeah. Quiznos is gone. Blimpies is pretty much gone, too. Yeah. So it's just Subway versus... And people still eat Subway, and they think it's good. So it's like, let's go eat Subway. I'm like, let's not. Because <laughs> Subway is fresh and healthy. Yeah, fuck off. I wanted to eat at Jersey Mike's. I just haven't gotten around to it. And it looks good. It's good. It, it it tastes good. It's good. I mean, do it just to try at least mm. once. I don't know if it's worth the 10 or 15 bucks for the sandwich, but it's worth it to try to pay it just to have it once. If they have a Philly cheesesteak, I do like a good Philly cheesesteak. They do a Philly cheesesteak. Do they do a French dip? Because I, I do miss my French dips. I don't know if they do a French dip. That's what I'm looking for, a French dip. Because I know I don't... They do a Reuben. I do like like a pastrami Reuben. That's yeah, why I saw it. But like a French dip, man. Like, cause the last French dip I had was at a, ba- not Bali, but Latour. Oh, solid for I. I love French good. Dips. Yeah, they make they make good yeah. they make good French dip. But they're they're kind of pricey too. Latour is a little bit on the pricier side. Latour has gotten very expensive very quickly. Cause at first when it start when when Latour just expanded to start having their restaurants. Yeah. 
things seem pretty affordable. Like the price point was probably about thirteen bucks for the sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like eighteen bucks for the. Sandwich. Well, I mean, I'm sure there was like now, now they, now they're like. Now we got the crowd. Yeah. I mean, like now we've got the the. We've embedded ourselves. We've embedded ourselves. We've yeah. got these fuckers hooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, people still love the macaroons, eh? Oh God, really? I like I can't figure out what the what's so good about that. No, it was just the hype, right? Because it it is. I tried it. I appreciate them because of their degree of difficulty to make. Yes, they're not easy to make, and but the way they make them, it doesn't even taste. It's pretty bland. It's not. Well, it's definitely mass-produced. Yeah, but, like... I mean, you could, uh, like... It's a stone throws away from just buying macaroons from... Pre-made macaroons from the supermarket. Mm. I mean, like, I've tried... I tried making macaroons one year. But what I did was I super-flavored the filling. Oh. Like, the flavor, I mean, was just popped, right? Versus these ones are very mild. You know, strawberry. Well, that, and then they whip it so fuck they whip yeah. it so light so it's so airy that so they when can you stretch bite, it yeah yeah when you bite into it it's like the thing just disappears it yeah. just poof well you're thinking it's green so it might be mint or <laughs> it's or pink it's, or, or so it should be strawberry yeah so yeah. you bite into it it's like what does it taste like yeah. pink I think it tastes like pink but it's it just like it's just the fat right because at first it was long time ago it was cookies then it became cupcakes then it became macaroons and then what is it now? See, the cronut never took off. Right? Remember the cronut? That, oh, yeah. The croissant donut. Like, that never hit, right? It kind of... It had a fad, but it never... It never gained traction. Yeah. I mean, especially in Hawaii, because we have, like, the malasada, right, already, so... Yeah, we, we, we've got we've gotten our greasy donut. Yeah, because the malasada kills a lot of things off, right? Cause oh, it's, yeah. Plus, it's cheaper, like, a dollar versus a four dollar... Well, yeah, basically, and to make it is like what you get a, a, a can of the Pillsbury dough. Mm. Which one? The malasadas? Yeah. Yeah, it can be, yeah. Just the biscuit dough? I can't fried even remember. Dough, yeah. Yeah, it's fried dough. I forgot what kind of dough you get from mm. the Pillsbury can, the exploding can. Yeah, crescent rolls, croissants, yeah. Fill that, you can yeah. pout, you can coat it in, in, in whatever you want. Although, the lihimui, the lihimui malasada was a bit too far. I had that one, and I, the only it was a bridge too far. The only way I liked it is if it had the. It was the, um, hot though. It was weird, yeah. But you have to put you have to pair it with the halpia. The see, but that's the thing is that, that that's not the point because you cannot you can't have it with chocolate pudding. Well, it's no, weird. Or just pl- or even just having it plain, it was just like it was greasy. It was greasy. It was hot, yeah. and it tasted like lihimue, and we're like. Mm. This powder belongs either in a drink, a mixed drink, or it belongs on my dried fruit. Gummy like, bears. Yeah, <laughs> gummy bears, or my dried strawberries, or lychee, or something, mm. or or mango. Of course, mango. Mm. Duh. Not on a hot bakery yeah, I item. Think I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> Plum-flavored dough. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. That doesn't... That, Sometimes you know. Sometimes we sh- sometimes we hit home runs. Sometimes we strike out. Because cinnamon, cinnamon and sugar suffice. Cinnamon, right? sugar cinnamon su- or cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon, cinnamon sugar suffice. Yeah. Maybe like some kind of fruity, some kind of fruity, whatever. Mm. But or just powdered. Just what's wrong with powdered? <laughs> I've never had a beignet before. It's good. I'm not sure. If I mean, basically, it's a it's a 
It's a Louisianan malasada. See, but I've heard it's like a French bread consistency, and I can't wrap my head around. Like, it's crispy. Yeah, it's got the... Well, imagine imagine if your malasada actually had a crust. I wouldn't like it, because it's too hard. Well, it's not, not, <laughs> cut, your, not cut your fucking... Like French bread crust? No, 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 not like... Um, like a croissant crust. Ooh, I do like croissants. You know, it's got that little flake. It's got that little crisp. Because people were describing to me as like, you're eating French bread with powdered... I was like, that sounds no, disgusting. It's, it's, no, not French bread. French yeah. bread is like hard and chewy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like... Like, beignets is a little bit more... Well, see, it's soft. Was, it's... That's what I was hoping and expecting. I like to hear it's French bread... With powdered cheese, like you made me not want to eat that ever again. I was right? like, it's fucking crusty. No, yeah. did you wait? Uh, have you watched that um, that that uh, Netflix show, Chef? Yes. The um the the well, they ruined the two recipes of it, right? The beignets. Yeah. Well, it was because the thing was old or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But I like the idea, like the guys like trying to trying to be nice about it. It's like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, <laughs> Threw it away. Well, he throws it away when when the kind was wasn't yeah, exactly. looking. He just chucks it. I'm like, yeah. he turns around and like, did you finish it? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, like, I can't. He's like, <laughs> I gotta tell you, that thing was awful. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks at the box and be like, oh yeah, this thing's like a this a couple years old. Yeah, it's a couple years. It's a year and a half. I, I wouldn't think it would be that bad right here. Well, you looked at when they're cooking it when it comes out. It doesn't look that it's it like, didn't poof. Well, it didn't. Well, no. After the when they tried it again the second time, mm. it did poof. But you look at it; it's like the crust wasn't like French bread. Like mm. when they bit into it, it wasn't like they're trying to tear it off. Yeah. So you can see that's that's not French bread. Mm. It's malasada. Yeah. So I'm thinking malasadas or whatever. Yeah. Well, like malasadas with kind of a crispy crust. I wouldn't say like a crispy cream donut, but more. Mm. But you know, like how they when they fry the. It gets brown and it mm. it gets a little bit of a crust. Well, they have that thing I looked to that Queen Amon. You read that thing? No. It's about like four bucks too again. It's flaky though. It's more like a croissant. Mm. Fried fried shit, delicious. <laughs> fried shit with sugar on top. Dude, I fucking love churros, dude. <laughs> You're a dessert guy. Not really, but I just like churros. You like fried desserts. Yes, fried ice cream, delicious. Right? Did you have the? Did you ever have the deep fried Twinkie? Yeah, and Oreos. I haven't had the Oreos though. The Oreos, like a deep fried Oreo, sounds delish. You need to eat it immediately, really? like within minutes. You cannot. I my mistake was waiting like twenty minutes to come back to my because I I got the deep fried Oreo in Vegas. I got a vi- Oreo and a Twinkie in Vegas. I waited to go back to. I was at the Cal, so, oh, so it was cold already. It was it was cold and like it redistributed like the the filling of the Oreo because. Like, it's hot, so it melts out, right? Yeah. And then, then it's all, like, out, and then it's soft. Like, the cookie gets kind of soft, and sweetness overload, because then what they like to do is they, they batter it, plus they put the powdered sugar on it, right? Yeah. So it's just sugar on sugar, and you just you just feel your arteries clog, because it's... You feel diabetic, you feel your arteries clog. There's just a lot of evils happening at one time. The Twinkie was interesting. You know, actually, what I really enjoy, like... Deep fried. Mm. That was. I mean, it was just a deep fried banana in a batter. Or? Yeah, mm. a battered deep fried banana. Well, and lumpia. you just put a little bit. Well, yeah, lumpia is in. Like, <laughs> it's in. It's in a wrap though. It's which, cut. Which is freaking delicious. Oh, it's freaking delicious. <laughs> a deep fried, battered deep fried banana 
and then something like a like a caramel mm. like a caramel sauce or like a cinnamon a little bit of cinnamon sugar like either cinnamon well, either or not both mm. or you could bananas foster it too right flambe it well very I mean, like, well, like yeah it'll deep fry it and it will set it on fire again <laughs> well, you, see, you, could, you could deep fry the banana put it on top of the ice cream and then freaking put put brandy on top light that bitch on fire bang you got it all right there that's you're, how you you're eat. missing the point here <laughs> it's like I wanted the banana <laughs> I showed you a banana I think they have that at highs right no, yeah. the bananas foster at highs it's like the uh, was it an SNL skit with the with the monster taco or something? Like that. We take a we take your your taco your beef <laughs> beef cheese lettuce and a shell, but we're not done. <laughs> Put we're it on a pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wrap it in a forty inch tortilla. Yeah, yeah. No, I... we finished the whoppers. Yeah, along with the fries and the drink too. What was your initial thought when you, before you bite into it? I was expecting good things. Cause were you expecting it to? But like, were you were you expecting beef flavor? I was expecting more flavor. I don't know what. I wasn't expecting beefy beef, but I think but it's offset by the fact that texturally it breaks, it crumbles the same. Texture-wise, it was very close to beef. Yeah, so that, that's why it's kind of weird. Like, you eat it, and so you're expecting, like, a pop, right, a flavor or something. You're kind of, like, waiting for it, and it's, <laughs> you eat, like, two bites, you're, like, still waiting for it, you know. If people want to stretch out the burger supply chain, if you go 50-50 on it, yeah. that, that it imparts that beef flavor... Plus, you're being economical, economical to the environment. Best of both worlds, right? So, if I find a, if I if I find something uh, similar to this or impossible meat adjacent, mm. would you be willing to try it? If we can find that Beyond Burger, which or whatever, I think it's like ten bucks a pound. And okay. It's kind of not. And if we were to mix the patties together, you know, that would be an interesting concept. Yeah, you would clean, look clean, at, and yeah. then mix in. So. Would you try? Would you would you try it in other things besides a hamburger? I think it would go far, like in a chili. We, you wouldn't notice like the a difference. chili. Yeah, maybe a chili, or even like a like try it as a meatloaf. See, the meatloaf would be hard. Well, you're also putting fillers. Right? You're putting egg filler. You're putting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's gonna be. <clears throat> so it, it would depend on like how heavy handed your spice your spice load right is with your so, seasoning yeah. and your fi- and your bread and yeah. egg mixture. Chili would be interesting. We'll try. We could try. We could try a chili. Because chili, because you probably couldn't. You wouldn't taste it because depending on your spice. So much spice, yeah. yeah, and so much other flavors in it. Like yeah. there's gonna be, I mean, like tomatoes, tomato, tomato, and tomato sauce will drown out a lot of different. I'd say like maybe a true test would be like a hamburger steak, where it's the the demi glace kind of makes a. Well, we can do. A, we can try a. We can try the local style and do a local moco. A local moco and impossible yeah. local moco. See what? I don't think people will be willing to spend twenty bucks on a local moco plate lunch. Right? No, I know, but I mean, like this is this is not this is not. We're not talking about cost, but mm. it's like, would you try? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. To me, it'd be interesting if or when they make a fishy fish substitute. You know what I mean? So fish is a different texture, right? Well, Chicken. Fish is- Chicken, fish, it's a... Well, the joke is, like, everything tastes like chicken, right? Yeah. So, they, to reconstitute a fish-like thing, that would be interesting to me. Well, there was that, uh, what's his name, uh, David Chang. He mm-hmm. was, uh, 
trying to create a substitute to katsuboshi, which is basically a, a shape like shavings made from a dried, preserved cut of cut of a bonito, bushi, yeah. of bonito, which is like a skipjack tuna. Yeah, that's basically been cured, dried, and smoked, mm-hmm. and then it creates this base for a wonderful broth or base, but because it's hard to import that from Japan. It's super expensive. He's made a derivative based off of pork. Well, he's he had to figure out the the bacteria, so he could migrate the bacteria onto the, the, the pork, protein, right? Yeah. So when when the pork was able to ferment, then he could create a similar yeah. thing to the the bonito flavoring, right? So, yeah. but to get that fishy, see, but at that point, the fermentation with the with the pork, I think it, it was just a more porky broth, right? Yeah. That he created. It wasn't he wasn't recreating a fish broth with the pork. I think he was just trying to figure out how to make the katsu katsuboshi type broth with pork, yeah, versus yeah. fish. Well, so well, I think he well, just trying to basically trying to trying to replace katsuboshi because. Mm. It is something that you can't get in the U.S. and it costs but, a lot of money to get. But the hilarious thing about the 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 fish was pretty much it looked like set not sandpaper, but it looked like a sun like was, wood shaving, right? Because yeah. when he shaved it, it just like just comes off like yeah, like this looks disgusting. I actually have a couple blocks of it when I came back from Japan, including the shaver. They wouldn't let me buy it until they told me how to use it. What the sh- the shaver or yeah. the? It's like yeah. I want that, and it was like they said okay. And they grab the block, and it's like, now here's the fish, here's the thing. It's like, you need to do it, like they show you, like, which way the grain and the <laughs> angle and all this stuff. It's like, you got it? Like, yeah. So, so I do this. Like, yeah, no, 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 take it. It's like, you know, like, here, this way, this way, and show this way. It's like, okay. No, 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 no. Not this way. And this way. And it's like, okay. Okay, now I can sell it to you. As opposed to the US, over here, it's like, I want that. It's like, sure, it'll be 100 bucks. Did you have to go to a special place to get it, or it was... No, no. My brother, though, my brother bought his his from, like, a supposedly this guy who's a renowned person when it comes to making that, making those katsuboshi stuff. Mm. So, like, the guy was super strict about it. So, he's oh. like, he actually had, like, a sample block and all that kind of stuff. So, he had to sit and, and do the thing, and the guy looks at it, is like, no... No, <laughs> keep doing it. It's like huh. he had to do it until it's like okay, now you can. But that's, Jap- that's Japanese style, though, right? That's not. That is so Japanese style. Yeah. I think it was a successful, successful uh, experiment, and uh, we will do more of these as we find more interest, like more of these impossible meats and other alternative, alternative foods. At least not too outrageous. I don't think we'll do grasshoppers. Well, grasshoppers was interesting, but like, <laughs> you know, grubs and all the other bullshit. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have this than the, the future bugs. being bugs, yeah. The future is much better with the impossible meat than bugs. Like they say, it's like the closer you can get to the source of the food, mm. the better, right? Alright, alright, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. And then, uh, so for Pauhana, this is Neil. Same. See you next time.